everybody and welcome to Magic Wazubi's complete set review for Ravnica Allegiance. Today we are going over all the multicolored slash gold cards and boy are we in for an episode today because there are a lot of them. If I counted them correctly I think there's 71 cards we're going to be going over. <sighs> It's quite long. So before we begin, let's get the two ads out of the way quickly here. First one up is LegitMTG.com. LegitMTG.com is the place to go for your Magic Singles and Sealed product. Any order over $2 or more gives you free shipping. That is right, free shipping over $2 or more. Also, ManaTraders.com. If you want to rent any kind of singles or decks to smash those leagues that you want to participate in or some mocks or anything like that, check out ManaTraders.com and use coupon code MTGZUBI for 15% off your first three months. That's MTGZUBI, MTGZUBY. Let's just get right into it. We've got a lot of cards to go over here and a buckle up. It's going to be a ride. First one up is Absorb. It is a reprint. It's white, double, blue, instant counter target spell. You gain three life. In your misguided attempt to subvert the law, you have eloquently explained why the law must exist. So this is, I mean, I have to think back to what we got in the previous set, Ionize, where it's counter target spell and its controller loses <clears throat> two life. Um, Ionize is infinitely better in my eyes. It's nice to see Absorb get reprinted again. But in the grand scheme of things, especially in Standard or even, even Limited, let's stick with Limited here, this isn't that great, right? Gaining the three life isn't that needed. Um, and it's really kind of a... A pack. If you get this pack one, pick one. It's there's really gonna be something better to choose in your pack here. It's nice to see it reprinted. If if blue white does become a thing, this will be a very awesome counter spell. But there's better counter spells we have in standard right now. Not only ionize, but sinister sabotage. We've got essence scatter. We've got negates. We've got um wizards uh, counter spell, and so on and so forth. So next, we have Aramunculus for one green and a blue. It's a homunculus mutant that's a 2-3 with flying, and it has two green and blue adapt one. The absence of binocular vision imposes certain challenges for a flying creature, which are overcome via echolocation, says Simic Research Notes. I just had to make the cards a little bit bigger because some of this flavor text is just hard to read. So this is a common 2-3 with flying for three. It's not bad. A 2-3 flyer for three on its surface is not bad at all. Plus you have the adaptability for four mana to make it a 3-4 on the next turn when you go swing and attack. So it's not the worst common we've seen it's but it's a pretty good one for that evasion and just you know even the adapt isn't that bad i mean i even if you didn't use the adapt a two three flyers not bad at all next we have applied biomancy for green and a blue instant choose one or both target creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn or return target creature to its owner's hand it is a common so once again we have one or both cards it's a one one or return target creature to its owner's hand so this is going to be some prime spot blink removal for your um for your deck here for your limited deck so just try to apply this where it's needed and possible uh you know i i look more towards the blink effect here returning a target creature more than anything than just the plus one plus one the plus one plus one is just an added benefit to this card Next, we have Azorius Knight Arbiter for three white and a blue. It's a human knight 2-5 with vigilance. Azorius Knight Arbiter can't be blocked. Thanks to the magic in his writ of passage, Alms Beasts lumbered aside, Art Anarchs bowed their head, and even Rakdos Acrobats rolled their spike wheels out of his way. So a 2-5 with vigilance that can't be blocked? Sign me up. If I am in the blue-white colors, or even if I'm in white or blue, and I just wanted to splash either color, this is a sort of common that you would be remiss to not choose. Now, like I said, it's a common. There's usually going to be better things to choose early on, but in the mid to late picks here, this is definitely one that will help you win the game, the fact that it can't be blocked. Next, we have Azorius Skyguard for four white and a blue. It's a human knight flying first strike, 3-3. Three, three. Creatures your opponents control get neg one, neg zero. Those new thopters are all well and good, but four eyes are better than none. So 
playing this. It's a six mana, three, three flying first strike. It's a little costly there, but it does have two really good evasion spots here, flying and first strike, plus the added benefit of making your opponent's creatures weaker. This could be an early to mid pick for you if you want to have a, it's not so much a bomb per se, but it is a sort of game changer, depending on how much damage your opponents can do to you. If they happen to have a lot of one, one afterlife spirit tokens, right? They now become zero ones. And this is a, has a pretty decent body on it. It can die from a skewer of the critics, but it should last. It should be decent enough for you. Um, Next, we have Basilica Bellhaunt for double white, double black creature spirits, a 3-4. When this enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card and you gain three life. You can hear their tolling only when your debt is due. Ooh, I really like that, and the art on that is badass. Any of the cosplayers out there... I want someone to cosplay this card. This is a really badass looking card. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card and you gain three life. Um, having a discard effect, especially on a stick, is always good and limited because discard is very powerful. And the gaining of three life is just sort of an added benefit. So a 3-4 four for four, that's really not that bad. But the colors are a little bit cost prohibitive here. But if you're already in Orzhov colors, this is perfect card to pick here. I would not pick this early because it almost kind of limits what kind of cards you should be picking per se. All right. Next we have Bedevil, a double black red instant destroy target artifact creature or planeswalker. It's easy to get taken in by the spectacle to enjoy a bit of naughty amusement. But make no mistake, the cult of Rakdos is a danger, says Tajik. So this is an upgraded Dreadbore card. It does cost one more than Dreadbore, but it's an instant. So it destroys target artifact creature or planeswalker. This is premium spot removal in limited, and this is going to be premium spot removal in um standard as well too so this could be a pretty easy pack one pick one because this just takes care of almost everything and limited for you right now uh definitely an, uh, if not a pack one pick one extremely early pick if it gets passed to you Next, we have Biomancer's Familiar. That's green and blue. It's a mutant 2-2. Activated abilities of creatures you control cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the amount of mana an ability costs to activate to less than one mana. It's, well, it's kind of weird that they need to add that text there. I guess for maybe Arena? Maybe? And then you can tap this. The next time target creature adapts this turn, it adapts as though it had no 1-1 counters on it. So this also... I'm trying to think here. So this allows your adaptabilities to become a lot cheaper. And it's a 2-2 two, two for 2, but it is green and blue. So it's a little bit more cost prohibitive there. But if you are going to go heavy into Simic and with the adapt mechanics, e even... Um, you know, even the spectacle mechanics as well, too, if you're going to try to go four color, but I don't know why you would. But um, So this makes your adapt cheaper, and this could be a pretty... Pretty decent pack one pick one if there's nothing better in the pack. Um, I like it. It's 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 interesting. Not the best card, but you know it's a pretty decent tempo play on turn two. Next we have Bullrack Bullrack Clan Crusher for three red and a green. It's an ogre creature that's a 4-4 four, four for 5. You can tap this to remove a 1-1 one, one counter from a creature you control, and this deals 2 damage to any target. Uh... Jarg discovered that the shapes and symmetry so pleasing to the sculptor's eye also yielded a well-balanced bludgeon. So a 4-4 four, four for 5 is pretty good on its surface. And then you can tap this if you are playing a sort of 1-1 one, one counter heavy uh, deck here. You, there is Riot here and there also is Adapt if you happen to splash blue for if you're going Gruul. So this is pretty handy to do, especially maybe towards the end of a, an opponent's end step and just dealing two damage to a pesky creature or maybe a planeswalker. Next, we have Captive Audience for five black and a red. This is an enchantment when this enters the battlefield. You, when this Captive Audience enters the battlefield under the control of an opponent of your choice. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that hasn't been chosen. Your life total becomes four. Discard your hand. Each opponent creates five 2-2 two, two black zombie creature tokens. So this is a pretty interesting mythic here. It's a pretty interesting card. Um, it's similar to Demonic Pack. I mean, to the fact that you, 
your opponent's not going to lose the game, but it's similar to where, you know, there's choices that have to be made and you can't choose more than one the same time. Uh, so this is just enchantments are hard to remove and limited most of the time. It's not too often you're going to have a, an enchantment removal effect in your limited deck. I mean, there are, they are there right but it's not all the time so i mean if you were to open up this one pack one pick one i would want to pick it just for the laughs because it is a pretty dang good card um yeah and this this will definitely see play in edh for sure i mean heck i wonder if we'll see play of this in a standard at all for some jank i'm sure there'll be people trying to make this card happen uh there's you know lich's mastery in this uh it's a funny card Next, we have Cinder Vines for red and a green enchantment. Whenever an opponent costs a non-creature spell, Cinder Vines deals one damage to that player. You can pay one to sack this and destroy target artifact or enchantment. Cinder Vines deals two damage to that permanent's controller. So this is a an effect of... It's a thorn effect to where if your opponent casts a non-creature spell, it's going to deal damage to it. But is it worth it at the two mana slot? I mean, it's not too bad. It's only two mana, and then you can, you know, possibly do some spot removal. So it wouldn't feel too bad playing in this. But still, for two mana, I'd probably want to have a creature out on the battlefield instead of playing something like this. This would not be a high pick for me. Next, we have Clan Guild Mage for green or a red and a green. Human Shaman, that's a 2 2. You can pay one and a red to tap this. Target creature can't block this turn. Or you can pay two and a green and tap. Target land you control becomes a 4 4 elemental creature with haste until end of turn. It's still a land. So, this is not a bad, you know, Guild Mage card at all. The fact for being able to make your lands a 4 4 and just try to beat them down that much quicker. It's, um,. It's pretty good for a beatdown strategy and not a guild mage I wouldn't mind picking. Uh, this could be an early to mid pick for me. Next we have Combine Guild Mage for green and a blue. It's a merfolk wizard. That's a 2-2. You can pay 1 and a green to tap this. This turn each creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional 1-1 counter on it. And you can pay 1 and a blue to move a 1-1 counter from target creature you control onto another target creature you control. So being able to move 1-1 counters around and be able to have creatures with being able to enter the battlefield with a 1-1 counter on it is always pretty good. Uh, if I'm in Simic Colors, this would not be a bad pick. And once again, a 2-2 two, two for 2 is not a bad card at all. Uh, next, we have Cult Guild Mage for black and a red. It's a human shaman. It's a 2-2. Two, two. You can pay 3 and a black to tap this. Target player discards a card. Activate this ability the only time you could cast a sorcery. And red and tap this. Deal This deals 1 damage to target opponent or planeswalker. Um, wow. So... I so out of the three guild mages I've reviewed so far, I like this one the best so far. Uh, the fact that I can make my opponent discard a card is extremely powerful, and you just play that kind of control game to where you're not going to allow them to have any cards in hand. So yes, th this would be a high pick for me because of that discard ability. Uh, the dealing the one damage is good for if you need to maybe tick off that planeswalker or just your opponent's on low life and it's like, oh, I just need to deal one more damage to him. Next, we have Deputy of Detention for one white and a blue. It's a Vidalcan Wizard 1-3. When this enters the battlefield, exile target, non-land permanent, and opponent controls, and all other non-land permanents that player controls with the same name as that permanent until Deputy of Detention leaves the battlefield. So it is Detention Sphere on a stick, but it only targets your opponents. It cannot target anything that you control. So I, while I still like Detention Sphere better, this is still a very worthy card to have in something like Limited. And it could be a very high pack one pick one. And even, you know, going forward in packs two and three. Because having something like this is, say, if you have something that poops out a lot of tokens and this comes out and boom, your all your opponent's tokens are gone now. And you would not want something like this to be played against you. Now, I can see this being played in something like Bank Collected Company maybe to you know, be able to exile some stuff out of your opponent's deck. So this is definitely an early pick. It's a good card. And I think this will definitely see some constructed play. If not standard, then it'll try to see some play in modern. And I'll be curious to see how it does. 
Next, we have one of our first Planeswalkers here, Domri Chaosbringer for two red and a green. It is a Planeswalker that comes with five loyalty. His plus one ability is add red or green. If mana is spent on a creature, it gains Riot. And his second ability is a neg three. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal up to two creature cards from among them and put them into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. His ultimate ability is neg eight. You get an emblem with at the beginning of each end step, create a four four red and green beast token with trample. So that is a pretty good. I, I almost like this Domri raid better than the other one. Um, the fact that every creature you cast, if you use the mana spent that he generates and gets riot, sign me up. I mean, of course, planeswalkers are pack one pick ones. Do I need to say otherwise? Um, in limited, this is going to be extremely powerful. Um, and then even if you don't want to spend mana on it, it just allowing you to be able to dig through your deck a little bit just is really good. A very, very powerful card here. And if, you know, Gruul is a standard deck, I mean, I can definitely see an kind of red-green aggro deck being formed here. This may see a home in it because four mana is not too bad to spend. This could be cast as early as, what, turn two or three. Um, next we have Dovin Grand Arbiter, another Planeswalker for one white and a blue. It starts off with three loyalty. Uh, his plus one ability is until end of turn, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, put a loyalty counter on Dovin Grand Arbiter. He has a neg one ability that creates a one one colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. You gain one life. His neg 7 ability is look at the top 10 cards of your library, put 3 of them into your hand, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. That is his ult ability. So on the bat, on the surface, he is not that strong. Um, obviously, I would still want to pack one, pick one this card, obviously. But now, a lot of people were kind of disappointed when he was first spoiled because, oh, it's not a control-type Planeswalker, and... You can really tell that Wizards was really careful to not make blue-white too powerful here because of Teferi, because Teferi has already warped the format enough as it is. So Dovin Bond, this Dovin Planeswalker really fits in with a tempo-type deck in Constructed, and same with Limited as well. This really needs that tempo ability in white-blue to be able to quickly gain loyalty counter so you can do that Neg 7 ability, which is so good in Limited. Oh my gosh, that is so good. If you manage to pull that off, you're probably really close to winning the game at that point. Possibly. Next, we have Dovin's Equity. Acuity? Acuity. Um, one white and a blue enchantment. When this enters the battlefield, you gain two life and draw a card. Whenever you cast an instant spell during your main phase, you may return Dovin's Acuity to its owner's hand. Dovin ticked the planeswalkers off on his fingers. Himself, Domri, Kaya, Rao, Vraska, and Bolas made an even six. Uh, so this is similar to Disinformation Campaign, uh, but not as good not as good as the disinformation campaign because you cast an instant spell during your main phase you may return to its owner's hand but then you play it gain two life and draw a card eh. not that great i mean it it has a good ability when it first enters but i'm i'm gonna be looking for something else that rather than this Next, we have Emergency Powers for five white and a blue instant. It is a mythic. Each player, sh each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library, then draws seven cards. Exile Emergency Powers. With Addendum, if you cast a spell during your main phase, you may put a permanent card with converted mana cost seven or less from your hand onto the battlefield. So this is a... Uh, not a bad card, actually. You shuffle your hand and graveyard into your library, draw seven cards, and yeah, I don't know when you wouldn't want to cast this during your main phase in order to put a permanent card out in the battlefield. I would pack one, pick one this because this is just a fun mythic card and can be pretty, pretty strong if you get lucky. 
Next we have Ethereal Absolution for four white and a black. It's an enchantment. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Creatures your opponent control get neg one, neg one. You can pay two white and a black. Exile target card from opponent's graveyard. If it was a creature card, you create a one, one white and white and black spirit token with flying. Time to let the dead be dead. Kaya Tatesa. So most enchantments that we've seen so far haven't been that great. This enchantment is pretty good. Not only is an anthem effect buffs your creatures but it also makes your opponent's creatures weaker that way being i can definitely see myself pack one pick one pick one this for sure so this is a very high pick for me and just being able to exile target cards from opponent's graveyard is pretty strong as well to just try to keep pumping out tokens Next, we have Final Payment for White and a Black Instant. As an additional cost to cast this spell, pay 5 life or sack a creature or enchantment. Destroy target creature. So some pretty good spot removal, and you have three modes of how to cast this. If you want to pay the life, sack a creature, or sack an enchantment, uh, the choice is up to you. If you're in the Orzhov colors, you most likely have a 1-1 spirit token. There's nothing quite like the feeling of paying off a large debt. Next, we have Fireblade Artist for a black and a red human shaman 2-2 with haste. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may sack a creature. When you do, Fireblade Artist deals 2 damage to target opponent or planeswalker. Let's find out what kind of audience you are. Festive? Fearless? Fearless? So, when this... You, ha you may sack a creature if you do. Deals 2 damage to target opponent or planeswalker. So, just a 2-2 that has haste, even if you never do the upkeep trigger. Uh... You know, this is not bad. This is pretty good for Rakdos Aggro and Limited. And this is this can be a pretty early to mid late early to mid pick. Uh, next we have Frenzied Arnix. Ar Arnix, yeah, Arianix, I guess. I don't know. Uh, two green and a red. It is a cat beast three three with riot and trample. You can pay four red and a green, and Frenzied Arnix gives gets plus three plus zero oh until end of turn. So for four mana a three three that can potentially have haste or make it a four four yeah sign me up that could be a mid to, or early to mid pick um that's pretty damn good card for four mana uh next we have frilled mystic for double green and double blue elf lizard wizard it's a three two with flash when this enters the battlefield you may counter target spell so it is a mystic snake uh your arrival was expected and unwelcome i like that flavor text uh, this is the, I mean, it's Mystic Snake, pretty much. Uh, I think Mystic Snake was only one green and double blue. Uh, this is just double green, double blue. And same exact thing. And if you're in those colors, pick it. This is a pretty damn good card. Is this a pack one, pick one playable? No. Uh, no. Unless there's absolutely nothing better. Next, we have Galloping Lizrog for three green and a blue. It's a frog lizard that's a 3-3 three, three with trample. When this enters the battlefield, you may remove any number of 1-1 counters from among creatures you control. If you do, put twice that many 1-1 counters on Galloping Lizrog. I might have overfed him, says Gulliston Simic Biomancer. So a 3-3 three, three for 5 with trample, and you may remove any number of 1-1 counters. So it's a give or take. Do you want to remove that many 1-1 counters depending on how many you have by turn 5 if you manage to play this on curve? And... Yeah, I mean, Adapt isn't that great in Limited, but, you know, this could be decent. This could be a maybe mid-pick, I'd say. Next, we have Get to the Point for three black and a red. It's an instant. Tar destroy target creature. Scribe? Mm. Excuse me. Destroy target creature, scry one. Vraska sees the grandeur and death, but misses the hilarity, says Judith. So, premium spot removal for five mana and being able to scry one? Yes, this could be a pack one pick one, potentially. Next, we have Grasping Thrall for three white and a black. It's a flying 3-3. Three, three. When this enters the battlefield, it deals two damage to each opponent and you gain two life. Debt do, debt do. The thrall screeching makes children flinch and debtors quail. Debt do. So, debt do, debt do, muffa, you know? Uh, so, this enters the battlefield and it deals two damage to your opponent and you gain two life. That's not bad. Um, pretty good card. It could be pretty, like, mid-pick. 
uh, if you're in the Orzhov colors. Next, we have Growth Spiral for a green and a blue. It's an instant draw card. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Cyclical and spiral patterns are the specialty of the Geyer clan, which seeks to revitalize the cycles of nature. So this is a ramp card, essentially, if you have, you know, an extra land to play. And, you know, in limited are cards like these pretty good. I mean, yeah, they're not bad cantrips if you want to be able to dig through your deck a little bit more and kind of help you ramp up. This could be an early to mid pick if you're in either of those colors or you want to splash one of them. So, yeah drawing and putting out an extra land is always good and limited especially in the early game next we have gruel spellbreaker for one red and a green it's an ogre warrior three three with riot and trample as long as it's your turn you and gruel spellbreaker have hexproof she displays her scars with pride says the flavor text so a three mana three three with riot and trample sign me up this could be a pack one pick one heck yeah all day Next, we have Geyer Engineer, or G yeah, Geyer, I think Geyer, or Gear, Gear. Uh, and I'm not sure how you say that, actually. Geyer Engineer, it's one blue and a red, or blue and a red, uh, green and a blue, of Vidalcan Wizard, 1-1. One, one. You can tap this to add green and blue to your mana pool, so both colors to your mana pool. A three-mana mana dork that can add two. Yeah, this could be an early to mid pick because I want to be able to ramp up and play something big and stupid. As I contemplate what is, I dive ever deeper into the depths of possibility. Then I set an exper experiment in motion and watch the truth rise from the surface. So that's not bad at all. I like it. Uh, like I said, early to mid pick. Uh, next we have Hackrobat. For one black and a red human rogue, it's a 2-3 with spectacle that's black and red. You can pay one black, and this gains death touch until end of turn. Or you can pay one red, and this gets plus two, negative two until end of turn. So, and it says they all want to see me fall. So it's a sort of um, gambling effect here if you want to make it a plus two, negative two. Uh, to sort of pump up, make it a 4-1. Or, you know, but if you do, it happens to get blocked, then boom, you have it gain death touch. So a three mana two three or a potential two mana two three is not bad at all. And yeah, it's pretty good. I'd say early to mid pick if you're in either of those colors. Next, we have high alert for one white and a blue. It's an enchantment. Each creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. Creatures you control can attack as though they didn't have defender. You can pay two white and a blue untapped target creature. This is bad and limited um, because one, there's not too many defenders and two, this is just a build around card and limited. It's There's really no point in having this in your deck at all unless you decide to be like, well, I want nothing but defenders in my deck and you know, if you manage to draft them, cool, and you manage to get this card. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother at all. This is like a you don't want this kind of card. Next, we have Hydroid Crisis for that's X green and blue. It's a jellyfish Hydra Beast that's a zero zero. When you cast a spell, you gain half X life and draw half X cards, round down each time. It has flying and trample, and this enters the battlefield with X one one counters on it. Havoc is a small price to pay for data. So let's say you pay three mana into this and you get to gain one life and draw one card and it becomes a 3-3 three, three for five um, with flying and trample. You know, this is not bad. This is a snap keep pack one pick one for sure if you manage to open this. Next, we have Imperious Oligarch. That's white and black. It's a human cleric. It's a 2-1 with Vigilance and Afterlife 1. The rights of ghosts are strictly protected under Orzov bylaws, and those who enforce them can count on the ghost's assistance. So a 2-1 for 2 with Vigilance and Afterlife 1. You know, this could be a pretty decent mid-pick, I'd say. Maybe mid to late pick. And, yeah, I mean, not much really else to say about it. Afterlife is such a good mechanic here. I really like it. I, I still really feel that... <laughs> I still feel that Spectacle and Riot. Riot is number one, Spectacle number two, Afterlife probably number three, and Addendum and um, Adapt are four and five as far as how I rank them, just from the cards I'm seeing here. Next, we have Judith the Scourge Diva for one black and a red. It's a human shaman 2-2 two, two for three. Other creatures you control get plus one plus O. Oh. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, Judith the Scourge Diva deals one damage to any target. 
At the end of the show, she stands alone on a stage brilliant with blood. Ooh, and the art of this is pretty wicked as well, too. So... Whenever an untoken creature you control dies, this deals one damage to any target. Um, is this a sort of pack one, pick one card you'd want to scoop up right away? I mean, a just looking at it from the surface, it does have a you know half anthem effect, and it is a two two for three. I mean, yeah, I'd probably pack one, pick one this just for the pump effect here, and yeah, I mean the non the other the second effect where it deals one damage to any target. That's just a bonus for me so yeah i could i could pack one pick one this for sure next we have kaya orzov usurper usurper uh for one white and a black it is a planeswalker that starts off with three loyalty counters her plus one is exile up to two target cards from a single graveyard you gain two life if at least one creature card was exiled this way her neg one is exile target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less and her neg five ability is Kaya deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards that player owns in exile, and you gain that much life. So, right off the bat, just her plus one ability, exile two target cards from a single graveyard, you gain two life if at least one creature card was exiled this way. It's not that great. I mean, this has been dubbed the sideboard planeswalker. Um, in limited, I mean, I'd snap pick this pack one, pick one, because money reasons, but otherwise, it's really not that great um i mean the nake five ability isn't too bad but i'm just not too impressed with this card at all really i mean it it just seems very average i guess i should say next we have kaya's wrath for double white double black sorcery destroy all creatures you gain life equal to the number of creatures you controlled that were destroyed this way tasa convened the meeting of the obsidat kaya ended it so we finally have a four mana wrath we have not seen a four mana wrath in forever i think it's been all five mana wraths lately so even though the cost is a bit prohibitive even when even if it is a four mana wrath it is nice to see it and you know this could be a snap pick you know pack one pick one for sure because yeah, I, I would definitely want to destroy the whole board if my opponent was getting out of control or had some pretty crazy creatures on the other side. This will see definite play in Constructed 100%, especially Standard. Mark my words for that. Next, we have Knight of the Last Breath for 5 white and a black. It's a giant knight. That's a 4-4. Four, four. You can pay 3 to sack another non-token creature. Create a 1-1 one, one white and black spirit creature token with flying. This has afterlife 3. So you could even... Oh, no, you can't sack itself, so never mind. So this can help you just get, maybe get some flyers. Maybe your the ground of your opponent's board is clogged up and you sack some other creatures that you may have and just to get flying to get over them um this could be a good early to mid pick so yeah that's all i got to say about that one uh next we have lavinia azorius renegade for a white and a blue it's a 2-2 human soldier each opponent can't cast non-creature spells with converted mana cost greater than the number of lands that player controls whenever opponent casts a spell if no mana was spent to cast it counter that spell I told Jace that Ravnica would fall apart if he didn't take his responsibilities seriously. I didn't want to be right. So Lavinia is already making waves throughout the constructed community, especially in a modern and legacy and heck even vintage, because this counters force of will. This counters, you know, this stops, you know, Karn from being cast by turn three. If you get this out early enough, this is going to see, I definitely want to try to play this out in blue, white control and modern. And this will definitely see play in humans and modern as well too uh is this good and limited <sighs> um i would i mean there is ramp there i mean i would pick it just in case i i would i yeah i i would pack one pick one this i mean i don't know if it's gonna have that much of an impact and limited but it, it'll be decent Th that's how i feel um this is more of a constructed card. I don't know how good this will be in limited, though. I don't see it being that good. Next, we have Law Mage's Binding. For one white and a blue enchantment aura that has flash, enchant creature, enchanted creature can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated. So it's a um, 
luminous bonds. I mean, yeah, it, it's luminous bonds back in the format, and you know, something like this is never bad to have. If you're in those colors, go for it. Next, we have Macabre Mockery for two black and a red. Instant put target creature card from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gets plus two plus O oh, and gains haste until end of turn. Sack it at the beginning of the next unstep. So it's just act of treason with uh with a beneficial gain of plus two plus O. Oh. The Rakdos put the fun in funeral. So as I said before about act of treason, if you want to be able to maybe surprise your opponent and try to swing in and win quickly, this is going to be the card you're going to want. Next, we have Mortify for one white and a black. It is an instant destroy target creature or enchantment. Your debt is a race, says Hilger Orzov Enthusiast. So Mortify has been reprinted here, and this is premium spot removal in limited. And this could be a very high, even a pack one pick one to an very early pick. You're going to want to grab this card because it is extremely good here. Next, we have Nikia of the Old Ways. That's a three red and a green centaur druid. That's a five five. You can't cast non-creature spells. Whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type that land produced. So essentially gives you double mana. The hooves of the raised boar will trample the weak and their city to dust. So a five five for five is really good. Yeah, you can't cast non-creature spells, but it allows you to double your mana. If you're going to pack one, pick one this, you're essentially going to pick nothing but creature cards at that point. Maybe some non-creature spells for removal. Um, maybe some non-creature spells that you don't want to play before casting Nikia, but yeah, this is a pack one, pick one, 100% here. Next, we have Pitiless Pontiff for white and a black. It's a vampire cleric, 2-2. Two, two. You can pay one to sack another creature. This gains death touch and indestructible till end of turn. Pay in gold, pay in blood, pay with the servitude of your spirit kin, but pay you must. Yeah, I mean, sacking another creature, this gains death touch indestructible. Not bad. Um, maybe it got blocked by a really big creature and you want to be able to get rid of that creature, right? Um... Yeah, this could be a mid-pick for sure. Uh, next, we have Prime Speaker Vanifar for two green and a blue. It's an Elf Ooze Wizard. That's a 2-4. You can tap this to sack another creature. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sack creature's converted mana cost. Put that card on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. So Birthing Pot on a Stick. Uh, there has been so much talk about this card. I mean, it's going to have effects in EDH. Is it going to have effects in Standard or Modern? I don't know. I'll be interested to see it, though. But EDH for sure that you'd be able to have Birthing Pod by turn four guaranteed. Um, and... This could definitely be a pack one pick one because, you know, you sack a, you know, a one CMC card to get a two CMC and so on and so forth. Just help you dig through your deck here to be able to get the card that you really want to get. Um, yeah, pack one pick one. Next, we have Rafter Demon for two black and a red demon. It's a 4-2 with Spectacle, three black and a red. When this enters the battlefield, its Spectacle cost was paid. Each opponent discards a card, and that is a very powerful effect, as I said before. Discard is always good and limited. It's a 4-2 for four, possibly five. Not the worst. Um, not a high pick, though. Not a high pick. Uh, like Late pick. Maybe mid to late pick. Rakdos Firewheeler for double black, double red. It's a human rogue 4-3. When this enters the battlefield, it deals two damage to target opponent and two damage to up to one target creature or planeswalker. Ever wonder why you never see an old Rakdos cultist? If you're in either of these colors, pick this card. If if you're early in Rakdos, pick it. And this is an early to mid pick if you're in either of those colors, for sure. Next, we have Rakdos Roustabout. That's one black and a red. It's an Ogre Warrior 3-2. When this becomes blocked, it deals one damage to the player or Planeswalker. It's attacking. Ooh, so it's not bad. So a 3-2 for 3 is not the worst thing in the world. And yeah, mid to late pick. That one has a bright future. Perfect instincts for the rhythm of mayhem. Next, we have Rakdos the Showstopper for four black and a red. It's a demon 6-6 six, six with flying and trample. When this enters the battlefield, flip a coin for each creature that isn't a demon, devil, or imp. Destroy each creature whose coin comes up tails. Entertain me, says the flavor text. A 6-6 six, six for six with flying and trample? Heck yeah, sign me up. This is a pack one, pick one. And I'm not a fan of the coin flip mechanic, but... You know, it's it could possibly destroy creatures on your opponent's side, and 
I mean, even, even if you don't destroy any creatures, you have a six mana, six, six for that's a flying trample. Um, not bad. Yeah, definitely pack one, pick one. Next, we have Ravager Worm. That's three red and double green. It's a worm. It's a four or five that has riot. When this enters the battlefield, choose up to one. This fights target creature you don't control or destroy target land with an activated ability that isn't a mana ability. Um, yeah, with riot, this is a mythic. So, yeah, probably most of the time I'd want to play this with a one one counter on it so it can fight target creature I don't control. I mean, unless there's a you know weaker creature that this could easily kill and you know most of the time you're probably going to want it to fight target creatures so you can just do some spot removal um pack one pick one 100 uh is this going to see playing standard maybe i mean i don't know it's possible but mm, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see next we have rhythm of the wild that's one red and a green enchantment Creature spells you control can't be countered. Non-token creatures you control have riot. Some view Domri's unlikely ascent as a sign of Ilhard the Razebor's imminent return. Um, so creatures can't be countered and non-token creatures have riot. It's not bad. It's not a bad enchantment. Uh, would you want to play this on curve on turn three? It's possible. So, I mean, it could be more relegated to a sideboard card if you maybe your opponent is counter heavy and if they don't counter this and you just start playing big dumb creatures boom you're all the more well prepared at that point this could be a, a mid to late pick next we have rubble belt runner that's one red and a green that's a viashino warrior that's a three three this can't be blocked by creature tokens the sly stealthy warriors of the slits clan survive by hiding in high ground and ambushing their enemies other rule call them skulkers and cowards but only from a safe distance so a three three for three is good it passes the vanilla test and it can't be blocked by creature tokens yep saw me up this late pick late pick unless there's nothing better in those colors Next, we have Savage Smash for one red and a green. That's a sorcery. Target creature you control gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. It fights target creature you don't control. A Gruel Berserker is never unarmed. So some spot removal in red and green because that is sometimes hard to get unless you get some sort of burn spells. Um, and this is a late pick. Late pick, I'd have to say. It's unless, yeah. Yeah, late pick. We'll just keep it at that. Uh, next is Senate Guild Mage, the Azorius Guild Mage here. It is white and a blue human wizard. That's a 2-2. You can pay one white to tap this. You gain two life or pay one blue to tap this, draw a card, then discard a card. Um, it's good for digging through your deck, but other than that, it's kind of meh. I still feel the Rakdos one is the best one so far that we've seen. I think we've seen them all, right? Let me just double check here real quick. It was back up here near the top all the guild mages right uh we had yeah one two three four yeah so that was the last one the senate guild mage was the last one and yeah i still think rakdos is the best one out of the five next we have seraph of the scales that's two white and a black it has flying it's an angel it's a four three you can pay one white and this gains vigilance until end of turn or you can pay one a black and this gains death touch until end of turn and it has afterlife too a four three flyer that can possibly have vigilance and death touch sign me up it's a mythic four three uh pack one pick one heck yeah i mean with with the mythics it's really hard to talk so much about it because most mythics are going to be snap pick you know pack one pick ones unless they're just really terrible then you wouldn't really want to pick it or you just have a way better card to pick than the mythic. Uh, next we have Sharkdo Crab for two green and a blue. It's a fish octopus crab that's a 4-4. Four, four. It has adapt one for two, gr bleh, two green and a blue. Whenever one or more 1-1 one, one counters are put on Sharkdo Crab, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. So you're only going to be able to put one, you know, you're only going to be able to adapt once and just make a one creature sleep so a four four for four not bad i mean if you're in the colors yeah this could be an early to mid pick 
Uh, next, we have Simic Ascendancy for a green and a blue. It's an enchantment. And you can pay one green and a blue and put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. Whenever one or more 1-1 counters are put on a creature you control, put that many growth counters on Simic Ascendancy. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Simic Ascendancy has 20 or more growth counters on it, you win the game. Uh, ignore this card because you're going to have better things to do than try to you know, win the game with this. I mean, yeah, putting a 1-1 counter on a target creature is awesome and all that, but... Uh, ignore it. I mean, it could as a as a pretty cool alternate win con, but I wouldn't even bother to be honest. Ignore it. Next, we have Sphinx of New Prov. It's double white, double blue, flying vigilance four three. Spells your opponent's cast that target Sphinx of New Prov costs two more to cast. Azorius Sphinxes are loyal to the precepts of the law, not to any particular guildmaster, even one of their own kind. So it's a 4-3 for 4 with Flying and Vigilance, and it has attacks of 2 if you try to target it, That if your opponents try to target it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a pack 1 pick 1 because those co that cost is pretty prohibitive. You're kind of stuck to those colors. But if you're in white or blue early on and you manage to come across this, yeah, pick it. Flying and Vigilance, that's such a such a good card. Heck yeah. Next, we have Sphinx's Insight. That's two white and blue. It's an instant that draws two cards with addendum. If you cast a spell during your main phase, you gain two life. Do not think me blind to your true mission or your true master, Grand Arbiter. I mean, the addendum is so eh. I mean, I don't really care about gaining two life unless I was really worried about it if I was up against aggro or burn. Um, just the drawing two cards is pretty handy. This is not going to replace Chemister's Insight or anything like that in Standard right now. Jumpstart is just too good. And the Addendum, just it's just not that great. Addendum's just not that great of a mechanic. Next, we have Sunder Shaman for double red, double green. Giant Shaman, that's a 5-5. Five, five. This can't be blocked by more than one creature. And whenever this deals combat damage to a player, destroy target artifact or enchantment that player controls. You take our wilds, we take your city. So it's a 5-5 five, five for 4, but like I said, the casting costs are prohibitive here. But if you're in these colors, pick this. Heck yeah, this is an early pick. A 5-5 five, five for 4 is extremely good. Ah, so I lied. We have one more guild mage to go, and that's the Orzov guild mage. I completely forgot about Orzov. I apologize. So next we have Syndicate guild mage. That's white and a black. It's a human cleric 2-2. Two -two. You pay one and a white and tap target creature uh, with power four or greater. Or you can pay four and a black and tap this, and Syndicate guild mage deals two damage to target opponent or planeswalker. Um... I mean, the tapping is pretty powerful. The tap target creature effect is pretty powerful, but it's only for creatures four or greater. And the dealing the two damage is pretty powerful as well, but I still think the Rakdos one is better. Um, I mean, if you're in these colors, get it, but I'm not too thrilled or happy about it, really. And next, we have Tesa Karlov for two white and a black. It's a legendary creature human advisor that's a 2-4 if a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger that ability triggers an additional time creature tokens you control have vigilance and lifelink while kaya is guildmaster tasa waits patiently at the center of the orzov web of power so this will pack one pick one this for sure and then pick any afterlife cards you can find because your afterlife is going to trigger twice uh, yes, yes, yes. This is already making waves in EDH because this is going to be ridiculous in EDH. I like this card. Pack one, pick one, 100%. No more to talk about it except it's freaking good. Next, we have Theater of Horrors for one black and a red enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. During your turn, if opponent lost life this turn, you may play cards exiled with Theater of Horrors. You pay three and a red. Theater of Horrors deals one damage to target opponent or planeswalker. So you get to keep the cards exiled from... I mean, you don't get to keep it, but the cards that are exiled don't go away as long as you have Theater of Horrors out. Um, you may play cards exiled with Theater of Horrors. Okay. Um, it's an enchantment. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about it. I'm not crazy about it at all. It's skip it. It's not that great. Yeah, that's all I really got to say about it. Just it's not that great of a card. Next, we have Zagana Utopian Speaker. Uh, it's 
two green and a blue. It's a merfolk wizard that's a 4-4. When this enters the battlefield, if you control another creature with a 1-1 counter on it, draw a card. You can pay four blue and a green to have a DAP 4 to put four 1-1 counters on it. Each creature you control with a 1-1 counter on it has trample. It's a 4-4 four, four for four. Um, if you're in the Simic colors, or if you just want to go straight Simic, pack one, pick one this. And it's, I mean, it's not the greatest card. Um, God, I'm Simic is not very good in this set, man. I mean, there are some good Simic cards, don't get me wrong. But just overall, it just pales in comparison to Gruul and Rakdos. It was kind of similar to Guilds of Ravnica, where some of the guilds just didn't seem that great. Um, but, Sim hey, you never know. Simic may surprise me in Limited here. I don't want to completely not count it yet, but uh, this is Zagana uh, cards. Kind of, eh, it's okay. I mean, pack one, pick one? Yeah, possibly, sure, if there's nothing better. Um, I'd almost want a spot removal than this. Um, next, we have Zertog Goblin. That's a red and a blue, or keep saying blue. Red and a green, Goblin Berserker. It's a 2-2 with Riot. Among the Zertog clan, goblins are the first to enter Battle Fury. When the battle is over, the survivors are still frothing at the mouth, looking for someone to hit. This is a good early to mid pick because it's a 2-2 with Riot. Could potentially be a 3-3 for two or 2-2 with Haste. Boom, done. Now we are at the split cards. First one up on the list is Footlight Fiend that can be paid with one black or one red. It is a devil 1-1. One, one. When this dies, it deals one damage to any target. This Footlight's broken. Get me a stagehand, says Judith. I mean, late pick. Yeah, I mean, it's really not that great. No, not that great at all. Uh, next is Rubble Slinger for two and can be either paid with red or green. It is a 2-3 with reach. Tear down the city lie by lie, then throw it back at the liars stone by stone, says Domri Raid. It's a 2-3 for three with reach. Eh, not bad. I mean, mid to late pick. Or actually, more no, more like a late pick because not that great. Next, we have Scuttle Gator for four and can be paid with two green or blue or any of those two combination. It is a crab turtle crocodile that's a 6-6. Six, six. It's a defender. You can pay 6 and 2 hybrid green or blue mana with a dap 3. As long as Scuttlegator has a plus 1 plus 1 counter on it, it can attack as though it didn't have defender. Mid to late pick, I guess, maybe? Because, I mean, that's still pretty good. A 6-6 six, six for 6, and it seems pretty easy to get rid of the defender on it as well. Next, we have Senate Griffin for 2 uh, and then two hybrid mana of white and blue. It is a 3-2 flyer that when it enters the battlefield, scry one. The Senate Griffin's overhead used to make people think of order and safety, not anymore. So far, this is the best hybrid mana card here. It's a flying 3-2 with scry one. And yeah, more of a mid to late pick. Uh, next, we have Vizcapa Vampire for two, and then one hybrid mana of white and black. It's a 3-1 lifelink. Orzhov Vampires look for allies in unlikely places in case their new guildmaster turns on them. The fate of the Obzidat is proof of Kaya's power and her hatred of the living dead. So a 3-1 lifelink for three. Eh, it's okay. It's okay, late pick for me because lifelink is never that important. All right, you're going to have to excuse me. I'm going to have to start turning my head for the next set of cards because they're all the hybrid cards, and then we're at the end of this here. Uh, the first one is, yeah, i got to turn my head here. The first one is Bedeck to Bedazzle. The Bedeck part is two hybrid mana of black and red. The Bedazzle part is four, uh, four mana and then a black or red. Uh, the deck part is instant. Target creature gets plus three, negative three until end of turn. Bedazzle is destroy target non-basic land. Bedazzle deals two damage to target opponent or planeswalker. Um, the deck part is pretty good. Uh, being able to possibly do a spot removal to a creature. Uh, the Bedazzle part, destroy target non-basic land. I mean, that's not bad either. It is a rare. Would this be a pack one, pick one? Eh, probably not. I mean, the spot removal is good, but... I, I would definitely see what else is in the pack first before we're looking to pick something like this. Next is Carnival to Carnage. Uh, the Carnival part is one hybrid mana of black or red, and it is an instant and reads, Carnival deals one damage to target creature or planeswalker and one damage to that permanent's controller. Ugh, my head kind of hurts. Uh, deals one damage to target creature or planeswalker, deals one damage to that permanent's controller. Eh, I mean, that part's okay. Carnage, it's a sorcery with two 
black and red. Carnage deals three damage to that to target opponent. That player discards two cards. The Carnage part's way better. Um, yeah, if you're in the Rakdos colors, this could be a early to mid pick for sure because that discard is really good. Next, we have Collision to Colossus. The Collision part is a one, then one hybrid mana of green or red, or green or yeah, green or red. It's an instant. Collision deals six damage to target creature with flying. Colossus is the red and green. It's an instant. Target creature gets plus four, plus two, and gains trample until end of turn. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, this could be an early to mid pick uh, if if you're in either color for sure. Um, just the spot removal for a creature with flying is alone enough for me to want to take this. Next, we have Consecrate to Consume. The Consecrate part is one, then one hybrid mana of white and black. It is an instant. It's exile target card from a graveyard, draw a card. And the Consume part is two, and then white or black. It is a sorcery. Target player sacks a creature with the greatest power among creatures they control. You gain life equal to its power. I mean, so it's a sacked effect, so it is a sort of targeted removal in a sense um so it's not too bad i mean yeah as i said before i would choose this if i was in either color this could be a early to mid pick because of the spot removal there next we have dispose to deploy the dispose part is one then one hybrid mana of white or blue it's an instant tap target creature draw a card that's not bad and then deploy that's two white and a blue instant create two one one thopter artifact creature tokens with flying then you gain one life for each creature you control i mean the deploy part would be nice to get some more creatures on board but i'd almost want the depose part just for the drawing a card effect um yeah this could be a just mid pick if i'm in white or blue next we have incubation to incongruity incubation reads and it is a one hybrid mana of green or blue look at the top five cards of your library you may reveal a creature card from among them and put it onto into your hand put the rest on the bottom of your library in, in a random order so allows you to dig through your deck that's always good and then incongruity is one green and a blue it's an instant exile target creature. That creature's controller creates a 3-3 green frog lizard creature token. So that is always good to have as well, too, um, for just the targeted spot removal. So this could be an early to mid pick if you're in Simic. Uh, next, we have Repudiate and Rep Replicate. Uh, Repudiate is two hybrid mana of green or blue. It's an instant counter target activated or triggered ability. Ooh, I like that. And replicate, create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. That's not bad as well either. So, is this a pack one pick one since this is a rare? No. I'd probably be looking for something else. It's not a pack one pick one for me at all. Next we have Revival to Revenge. Revival is two hybrid mana of white and black. And it is a sorcery. Return target creature card for mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's pretty good. Uh, then Revenge is four white and black. Double your life total. Target opponent loses half their life rounded up. Ooh, that's interesting. But is this a pack one, pick one playable? Oh. And, I mean, the doubling your life total to possibly, let's say your life totals don't change by the time you get to turn six and they're both at 20, right? You just went up to 40 life and they went down to 10 life. Um, that's not too bad but is this pack one pick one playable no i'd probably want something else beside this uh looking for maybe a creature or a better spot removal um, next we have thrash to threat thrash is two hybrid mana of red and green it's an instant target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature planeswalker you don't control so it's a fight card you know pretty common in green and then threat is two red and a green create a four four red and green beast creature token with trample i mean it's an okay effect um no not a pack one pick one i mean the the fight effect is pretty decent but um i mean it could possibly remove a planeswalker too but eh, yeah I, i'd look for something else these split cards i mean there's only so few that are okay and decent next we have warrant to warden a uh, warrant reads it's two hybrid mana of white and blue it's an instant put target attacking or blocking creature on top of its owner's library so good spot removal there warden is three white and a blue 
It's a sorcery. Create a 4-4 white and blue Sphinx creature token with flying and vigilance. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I like the I like the Sphinx part better, the warden part. I mean, the, the warrant part is not bad for just, you know, getting rid of a creature on their side. Is this pack one, pick one playable? Uh, I mean, this is more pack one, pick one for me compared to the thrash and threat and revival to revenge and the repudiate and re replicate. So, I mean, it's possible this could be a pack one, pick one for me if there's nothing better. So, yeah, there you have it. There are all the gold cards. So let me know what you think I got right or what I got wrong. Um, You know, shout at me. And thank you all for watching and listening. Be sure to check out the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash if you want to help support the show in any way possible. Thank you all again for listening and have a great night.